welcome to the Rise Rooted Podcast. If you're a mom who feels like you've lost yourself along the way, you have landed in the right spot. I'm your host, Katherine Middlebrooks, founder of BRB Yoga and postpartum health expert who has helped thousands of moms rebuild their bodies after baby. Each week, join me and my guests as we explore ways to create health in mind and body so that you can live a life you love. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back. Today's episode is going to be pretty quick. I wanted to come and talk about the way I am interacting with social media these days and how I have been shifting my thinking on this. I think that our relationship with social media is probably one of the biggest determinants of our quality of life and our ability to create things in our own life. And what I'm going to lay out today is just why I believe that to be the case and what I am doing to basically reclaim my time and attention from social media. So to begin, let me share what I have done recently. So over the past few months with coronavirus, with all of the racial justice protests going on, what I found was that I was spending way more time on social media than I had in the past. Part of it was I felt this insatiable need to be informed of what was going on. I felt like I was going to miss things if I wasn't on there. But what I also realized was that I was physically feeling very depleted and tired and worn out and that emotionally and mentally I was very scattered. I could go from feeling fine to feeling super anxious. My mind was kind of constantly running. And when I began to reflect on that, I recognized that, yes, this is a crazy time in our lives, right? This is, there's so much going on. So in some sense, all of those feelings are normal. But the other thing that I realized was that most likely social media was a key contributor to my feelings of overwhelm, anxiety, and fatigue. So I made the choice to take all of my social media off of my phone and leave it off of my phone. And honestly, it has been the best decision that I have made in the past year, hands down, for my mental health, for my emotional health, for my ability to be productive and efficient. Now, I never want to tell other people how to live their lives. I am not in charge of you. You are in charge of you. What I want to do today is pose the question to you, are you being conscious in your usage of social media or has it become an unconscious relationship? Are you choosing to engage in social media because it gives you some benefit or Are you doing it because your brain is literally so trained to go click the buttons on your phone and scroll over to that app and turn it on and then you start scrolling through it that it is happening by habit and without you thinking about it? So that's really the frame that I want to give you. I want you to really begin thinking about, is this the relationship that I want to have with social media? And if not, oh, what can I do to begin to shift that relationship? 
Let me just go through a few things that I began thinking about and reflecting on in regards to my social media usage. The first is the value of my attention. For me, what I recognized was that my attention is worth billions of dollars to these social media companies, literally. Literally, they get their money from my attention. My attention translates into ad dollars for them, which translates into product dollars for the companies that are advertising, right? I know that I, I advertise on Facebook. I'm very aware of the way that that works. But what I realized was that if my attention is that valuable to them, how valuable is my attention to me and my life? If I were to reclaim at least 60% of that attention, what could I do, achieve, accomplish? How could I help the causes and the organizations that I care about? So that was a huge realization for me that my attention is extremely valuable and powerful. And if I am not choosing where my attention goes and I am by default putting it on social media, well, then they are benefiting from all of the value of my attention rather than me benefiting or the organizations that I care about benefiting. So to me, that was the biggest deciding factor for me. My attention is so valuable and I want to choose where I am putting it. The second thing is recognizing that where you get your information from matters, right? We all know that it's very easy to become siloed in your little Facebook newsfeed bubble. In fact, a few years ago, I saw a website that showed two different Facebook news feeds, one for someone who is more liberal and one for someone who is more conservative. And the sheer discrepancies between those two feeds was just mind blowing to me. And what I recognized with all of this stuff going down was that I was spending so much time on social media and I was really using social media as a source of information. And that worried me because when I am using social media as my source of information, it is highly biased by who I have chosen to follow and by who Facebook or Instagram decides to share with me in my algorithm. I am not choosing where I am going to get my information. And as someone who values critical thinking and nuance in conversation and thought, that doesn't work for me. So I recognize that it was more important to me to spend a little bit more time curating my information sources. You can absolutely still be very informed of what is going on by seeking out long-form journalism, unbiased news sources, right? You can find information that will give you everything you need to know about these topics. And you can do it in a way where you can feel a little more confident that you are getting the full picture of whatever story it is that you are looking at. So that to me was the second important piece of it. I wanted to be sure that I 
was choosing where my information was coming from rather than it being fed to me. Now, the third thing that has become really apparent to me over the past few months is that nothing is clear right now. Nothing is certain. No one knows what the heck is going on right now. And yet, especially in my social media newsfeed and especially on some of the mainstream news sites, kind of like CNN, right? I would feel as if I was being bombarded with messages of certainty. Do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. Do this, right? Like black and white, very clear. This is the way things are to be done. And yet in my gut, I knew no one knows what is going on right now. Nothing is clear. I recognized that it's very comforting to have someone tell you in a moment of uncertainty, don't worry, this is how it is. And yet I knew they don't know either. (laughs) And so for me, I recognized Oh, I think a part, an important part of this moment in time is sitting with uncertainty and checking in with your own internal compass of what to do on any given topic rather than being told this is what needs to happen. This is the way it is. So that was a big one for me. I know I don't know much at all right now. Choosing to let go of social media and letting go of all of these messages of of certainty has really allowed me to sit more in this sense of, we don't know anything. And that's uncomfortable. And yet it can also be motivating. And that leads into my next point. The real power in our lives is in action not consumption of information. And I want to share a little story, uh, an exchange that I had with my husband recently that really shows the way that this played out and it ties back into that nothing is clear, nothing is certain point. So my husband and I were having a conversation about the state of the world. (laughs) I have been reading a lot of stuff about climate change and basically like the very real certainty that society will collapse in some way due to climate change in the very near future. And I was talking to my husband about this and saying, it really does make me want to change the way in which we are living to become more self-sustainable, which I know right now is really cliche. Everyone has chickens. Everyone is growing their garden. But I feel that pull as well to create something that can support our family and also provide support for our local community if the shit were to hit the fan. (laughs) And then my husband, who is a very rational, intelligent man, was saying, well, yeah, society might collapse or, right, or it could not. Humans are incredibly adaptable. We have always managed to kind of think our way out of these crises, that could very well happen again. And we went back and forth for a long time, as we we can do, you know, debating whose side is right, whose side is wrong. And then I realized I'm tired of the debate because 
nothing is certain. Nothing is clear. And so rather than trying to gather all the information that will support my side of it, what I really need to do is to begin acting in a way that is in alignment with what I want for my future, however that future may be, right? And so for me, what that looks like is, yeah, I really do want to buy land and I want to make use of it in the case that something goes wrong. And even if something doesn't go wrong, that is still very much in alignment with the way I want to live. I want a simple life. I want to be able to produce food that we can eat in our home that I know is clean and supports the environment around us. So recognizing that it's so tempting to just try and get all the information possible and that the act of gathering information at a certain point becomes a detraction from actually doing the work of life. And in many ways, social media is designed to cause you to feel like you need more and more and more information and prevent you from actually taking action on that information. Now, I know some of you may not feel that way, and it's very possible that my bias on social media is blinding me to the fact that many people find social media a really great place to enact change. And I know that it has that potential. I do know that. But I think that for the the majority of the population, for average social media users like me, that isn't the case. We take in, we take in, we take in information. Maybe we put a little bit out there. But when it really comes down to what it's doing, it is taking our very valuable attention away from the things that we could be doing and instead causing us to just continue to consume. Okay. (laughs) That's a lot. That's heavy. And again, there's no judgment. I have no judgment for anybody who loves social media. I know there's lots of people that do. What I want you to do is to begin asking yourself the question. If you ask yourself these questions and then genuinely are like, yeah, I love Instagram. Well, awesome. Be on Instagram. But if you don't ask yourself the question, then likely you are just doing it from habit. So the questions that I think can be helpful to ask are for each platform, what do you get from this experience or platform? What positives are you getting from it? And then what are the downsides? And if there are negatives, are there other places that you can get that same benefit or other ways that you can get that same benefit without having to be on the platform? And now I will say that it's not like I've deleted my accounts. I use Facebook. I use Instagram for my business. I am still present there, but I have shifted the way that I have used it. And I think that rather than saying, oh, you've got a blanket, get off of these No, let's think about how you relate to them, okay? So a couple of options that I have used in the past that have worked for me are things like deleting apps on my phone over the weekend, really allowing myself to check out from social media on the weekend. 
that is a really nice way to one, be present with your family over the weekend and to give yourself a little bit of space from the bombardment of information that comes from social media. Another way is deleting them from their phone like I have done. This is this is what has worked best for me and what I plan to stick with. So rather than just taking it off on the weekend, I have taken Facebook and Instagram off my phone completely. I only access them through my computer, my desktop computer. And it's not ideal, especially with Instagram. You can't really do stories very well and stuff like that, but that's okay. I'm so okay with that based on the benefits that I have received. And I'll share those in just a second. And when you take that break, whether it's a weekend off or you delete it from your phone and then you go back to it, see what you miss, right? Well, first see what you miss when you're not on it. See if you really feel like, oh, I'm missing out on something. And you have to give yourself a few days because there is this sort of detox period where your habit, the habit of checking will make you feel like you're missing out on something. You're not getting that quick dopamine hit of using the app. So you've got to give yourself a few days and then see after that has kind of settled, after the cravings to check have settled, see, am I really missing out on anything? And if the answer is yes, great, go back. If it's no, then cool. You now have a different understanding of the way that you want to relate to this stuff. For me, the benefits. First, I took it off my phone and then now when I go to check on (laughs) my desktop, what I find is I'm uninterested. I do not get pulled in in the same way. I really don't find uh, posts as interesting. It just has lost its hold on me. The second is I noticed sort of habitual actions that I was doing on my phone, like little, literally like swiping hand motions because I was going to find the app. That took a few days to undo, but that was so interesting just to think, oh, I turn my phone on and that's almost an automatic behavior to go open that app and seeing that the automatic behavior is still happening even though my mind knows the app is no longer there. That is just like, oh my gosh, (laughs) how terrifying. My brain is not even in control of this. The app is in control of me. That was interesting. The biggest result of it is that I feel, one, more present with my family and my kids in particular. I am not using the phone as a way to numb out when things get a little mundane or uh, the kids start fighting. And two, I feel more informed and less stressed out than I did when I was getting my information primarily from social media. And, you know, I say I was getting it primarily from social media. It's, it's actually like I haven't changed my consumption of other forms of media. So I was getting the information from the same place as I am now and social media. So it literally is just taking that social media out. It has allowed me to feel more informed. Like I have a better sense of what my opinions are on these topics because I am not being force fed all the opinions of all the other people in the world. (laughs) And I feel more equipped to do things that matter related to these topics and in my own life, right? I have more capacity to actually go out and do something that will have an impact in the world uh, because I'm not paralyzed by the sheer amount of information coming at me. Okay. So that's it. 
uh, I just encourage everyone to take a moment to reflect on the way you are using your social media and is it in alignment with the way you want to live your life? I know it sounds a little jaded, but I do believe that these companies want you to not ever ask those questions. <laughs> they benefit when you are just by default using their services. And again, your attention is the most valuable thing to them, to yourself. To consciously choose where you put it is a powerful, powerful thing. I hope you found this interesting and helpful. I would love to hear how all of you are uh, choosing how to relate to social media. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Rise Rooted. You can find all the links mentioned in today's show at our website, brbyoga.com, as in be right back. And if you're looking for support to heal your post-baby body, please head to our website. There you'll find our courses for core, pelvic floor, and hip health, as well as free masterclasses and blog posts designed to teach you how to feel your best in your post-baby body. And yes, that even applies to you if you had your baby 30 years ago. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or posting a screenshot of today's episode to Instagram. Doing so makes my day and helps other moms find the show. Thanks so much for being here. Till next time.